This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. We knew it'd come eventually, but we just hoped it wouldn't be tonight. Mansfield's unbeaten run is over. Mansfield Town are back to their old tricks, throwing away a good, solid lead. 2-0 up at one point, and then, all of a sudden, we're 3-2 down. It's not a night to remember for the Stags, who ship another three goals and are on the end of a 3-2 defeat. Let us know your thoughts, your comments, your observations throughout the live show in the comments. Come and have your say on your team on the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield, believe it or not, matters. On Sunday, the Stags threw it away late, conceding a late equaliser to Colchester. We were frustrated then. Well, if you compare the two uh, the two games, frustration then. I don't even know what word to use to describe that uh, today. Frustration, overly frustrated, anger maybe in the way in which Mansfield threw that away. Share your thoughts as always in the comments. Joining me to dissect what's... I'm going to call a woeful defensive display. I'm going to be honest. Maybe I'm a bit annoyed. Maybe, I don't know. Um, But joining me to dissect that uh, is Mr. Nathan Edge and Mr. Cam Felton. Uh, I've not done this for a while. Give me your five-word reviews. Uh, Nathan, I'll start with you. Do I need to get the bleep machine out as well? Just just play it five times and you've summed it up. 
Very get, true. Get the bell five times and it's done. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, 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 I don't think I could sum up in five words. I think I, I could sum up in one, and for me, it's just it's gutting. Um, for me, meltdown, shambolic, um, lack of substitutions. Yeah, that's certainly going to uh, crop up tonight, isn't it? Because, you know, Bolton, to their credit, used that, used that well. Um, brought fresh legs onto the game and yes got back into the game through a, a freak goal which I'm going to say now I don't think Stone could have done too much about the way uh, just I can see you smiling I can see goalkeepers don't get enough I want another goalkeeper on this I want an actual goalkeeper coach on this podcast because every like even in commentary they just get slated if something goes past them oh it's the goalkeeper's fault the, I think the, Bobby no, did the, the, Car- the Carlisle at home last season when we threw a two goal away uh it was the exact same thing that let Carlisle back into the game. Bobby got crucified for it. Yeah, and it, it, I think it's justified in some cases. It's just poor judgment. To, no, it's I don't think it ball. is. There's, there's the, no, there's no pace. There's why, well, no why are we questioning the goalkeeper? Why are we questioning the goalkeeper when we should be questioning the the defenders who have allowed the player in the first place to have space on that side? Two of the three goals came from that side. Why are we not putting them under the spotlight? Why are we not asking the question over them? Why is it the goalkeeper? Because didn't the first one come pretty much straight from a corner? The set, the equaliser came from a corner, didn't it? Which Mal turned into yeah, his so, own net. So, yeah, so the defence are in the, def- in the box, defending. I'm questioning the other two uh, goals. Uh, I'm, que- I'm questioning why people are so quick to go um, goalkeeper. I'm, I'm questioning why the defence aren't held accountable. The, the, the winner... I don't believe is Perch because Perch, if you'd have followed his man inside, they'd have left the overlap free there. You need Rawson and, and Sweeney to be coming out and, dis- and, Rawson and side that. commanding the centre, the, the the middle of the field. Yeah. They should be held accountable as much or even more so than the goalkeeper for me. And oh yeah, I, Stone it, can't do anything about it, the it, second. Or the it just made me. It made for no. I, he can't do anything about the first one. The second one. That's just poor judgment. Or the, th- or the third one. It's not poor judgment. It. It's not poor judgment. Watch it back. Watch the players' position. Watch, no, watch, watch both players' positioning. Stone's lining up to come and claim that and pluck that out of the air, where you'd have again sent a message saying, yeah, good claim that, Stone, whereas two minutes before you went, yeah, great save. Why? It's not... It was a it's, good it's, save, it's, the first one. And, and then the goal. The, the goal just... is not... The, the goal is not... The first goal, for me... Uh, slate me all you want. I don't care... Um, the first goal for me, you can say bad judgment. I don't think it is. I think he's getting himself set to come and get across. The guy's body shape is he's shaping it up. He's hitting across as well. It's it's one of those fluky goals which just happened. It it just Tell you happens. What, lads, I've, I've enjoyed us winning, but I've I've also missed this. Go on, get in there. <laughs> oh dear, go on then, Nath. You know, weighing on the argument before I go to some of the comments and try and cool I'm, down. I'm, I think. Um, I just think we were largely unlucky. Yeah, we can. We obviously had to dissect that, and I think obviously, surely, if this, this was a one-off, then you could say just down to luck. But we did throw it away on 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 Sunday as well, so it's not just a one-off. We, we have been guilty of it recently, and we've been guilty of it early in the season. So it does need it does need looking at in detail, and I'm sure the analysts will do that. But at the same time, I, I think over the over, over the overall grand scheme of the game, we deserve that. We deserve to win. Never mind a draw or a loss. So that's why I'm I'm, I'm gutted. I think we're unlucky. Um, yes, we can make our own luck sometimes, but over 
that first goal, yes, you could put it down to, you know, you're going to argue between Stone or, or Luck. I, I'm going to sit with Luck, but I can't, I can't look at it in detail as you two can. Um, but that, that for me was a turning point because that, that gave them that the wind in the sails. And I, I'm, uh, yeah, gutted, absolutely gutted. Yeah, either way, you, either way you look at it, I think, you know, me and you can will argue into the night over, over it, which is fine. It's great content as well. Um, you know, everyone's in touch with their own opinions as per. That's what this show's for. But there's no getting away, Cam. The fact that that goal went in when it did, that was the turning point of the game because as soon as it went in, Bolton absolutely lifted, absolutely rallied, and we looked round and went, oh, that, that, oh, that, here we go again. <laughs> that, that's happened, does it? Right. And it's, there's, there's no response to it, is there? There's no response. I, it, it's literally. I, I genuinely, I, I haven't got the words to sum up this game. I mean, I've started matching my match reports already. The title has just melted down at the mill because what else can you call it? It's just. We, we, we just look lost. They made changes, they got fresh legs on. And this is something that we've been critical of week in, week out since Clough came in about lack of options on the bench. And you know what? I'm going to name two players that we shouldn't have let go. Maynard and Cook. I'll name one player we should uh, Yeah, we should have let Maynard go and kept Cook. I I thought the forward (laughs) players did all right tonight. It it wasn't the forward players. That was the problem. Yeah, but I'm thinking more... um, I know you're saying... He's getting fresh legs on. And I think Andy Cook, we know he can do a decent job at the back. If we had to close the game, we'd try to defend for too long. Like physically defending, we didn't close the game out. We didn't bring subs on, trying to dry, uh, bring time down. We tried to, do it. instead of just getting it gone, we were trying to pass it out and we were just being undone over and over again. Let's go to some, let, let's go to some of your guys' comments because they are flooding in. I'm, I'm very aware that I've not come to any of them yet um, and we're about 10 minutes into the show. Uh, Victor says, uh, what was that? Bottle job's rubbish. Uh, Mark, what happened there? Uh, Jay, stone at his chance and blown it in spectacular fashion. Uh, McCauley says that Bolton made a lot of changes we made one Jamie well what do you say to that nobody to turn to on the bench and I say our defending has got worse Uh, Stuart embarrassing 10 minutes so disappointing but the lack of experience didn't help us the best form of defence is attack so don't sit back for God's sake um, Roger says Declan John's flute goal changed the game in an instant think he's from Swansea Stag's very unlucky in the end but their winning goal was an absolute peach uh, Martin says just stop playing after we scored a second goal all downhill from there uh, left unbelievable uh, left from there uh, unbelievable uh, Kevin says very very poor two up and we let three in wow uh, Roger a big shame in the last 10 minutes but it still seems to be the Achilles here coming back uh, to haunt them Ollie had a great game uh, uh, Stag's chat says we need to use the bench better to help tired legs or injuries or poor form will start again Um Glynn says, embarrassed by that, to say the least, terrible defending. Nigel took the foot off after Reed's goal and dropped far too deep. Clough will be uh, uh, furious. Jamie says, Stone needs to be, jo- be dropped. Why? Um, Morgan says, uh, up the up the Bolton. Uh, Manny is proud of you. Whatever. Uh, Jody says, I can't believe that. Three goals in, uh, gifted in 17 minutes. Uh, Roger, um, fresh legs definitely changed the game. Stone cannot be blamed for that fantastic winner. Uh, talking of goalkeepers uh, helping out with opinions. Alex says, on my way. Craig, welcome anytime, my friend. Um, let's put Cam in his place. <laughs> and others, of course. Uh, only joking, Cam. Love you, really. 
Uh, Darren says, that pathetic last 11 minutes, four points drops in two games, not good enough. Uh, just let me know when and where. Uh, Danny says, uh, how bad was the last 15 minutes? I was listening to it on iFollow and the commentators were saying that we were the better team and deserved to win it. Uh, but what I was listening to uh, said different. Uh, Glenn says, uh, embarrassing, it's that simple. Uh, Jamie says, it's the back's five fault for losing uh, this game. Uh, Clive says, we got what we deserved tonight, lads. Uh, we were going to lose sooner or later. Uh, let's move on. Um, Pedro says, their proper goal defence were in uh, a line, uh, giving their striker a straight-through kick, and they were all in a flipping line. Um, um, what's that? Can't read that. I can't understand it. Uh, Wayne says only Stags can be winning two 0 with ten minutes to go and lose three two. But we uh, go again on Saturday. Uh, Callum says Swearjar is full over here. Needed a fresh pair of legs on the second, and we went two 0 up. Uh, I don't know. I don't think you can really blame that on Stone as much as it is being said. First goal is a cross into the top corner. Second one is a Mal Benning special. Third one is just a good goal, simple as that. Stone has made some brilliant saves in the last few games. I've always said that they need to be praised as, as much as they are slated. Keep your comments coming in. There's loads um, uh, flooding in. I'll come back to some more of them uh, later on. Let's just uh, touch upon uh, the lack of substitutions, Nath. Do you think it, it's a lack of uh, Nigel Clough wanting to change it, or do you think it's the fact that you know the only senior outfield player on the bench is Mal Benin, and he's the only one that he brought on? Uh, for me, it's definitely both. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we know we've seen uh, previously, you know, before the January transfer window, you know, it doesn't make that many changes anyway. So. Uh, there's there's a factor of that, uh, but even if he wanted to tonight, you look at it when it comes to the making those changes. Obviously, he did bring Mal on, which is exactly the same as he did uh, on uh, on Sunday when he brought him on. For, you know, same sub for for Quinn. Um, could argue it didn't work then; it hadn't worked tonight. But you know, if you were looking to change it any other way, who would you bring on on that bench? Because you're looking at very young players, and at that point, we were massively under under the clash against. Uh, let's face it, a very experienced and a team full of, of quality players. So uh, when the stakes are, are so high and you need your level-headed players on the pitch, you'd say we had them on the pitch. Unfortunately, we, that didn't, uh, didn't sort of come out in any, in any form of evidence in, in the end. But, you, you know, yes, you might say fresh legs might have been enough, but then you say, would they have, would they have had the right mental mindset to come on? Do you, do you so know what? It's probably recruitment. That's probably the the problem there, not necessarily the personnel on the bench. In a sense, if you know what what I mean. Yeah, I mean it's interesting, isn't it, Cam? When you know when you you think about it, yeah, we were missing Kel Gordon. Um, you know, we were missing Oli Sarkic. You know, the who has the option to come off the bench and uh, uh, you know add a little bit of experience in that front three, but. When you look back at the January transfer window and you, you think back to Nigel Clough saying, you know, about having targets A, B and, and C, etc. And you read the other comments from, from you know, the, the Burton manager and, and all of that and you, and, and you put two and two together. You might make five or you might well come to the conclusion that we have missed out massively on some of the targets. And in games like that, you know, we're on, on pitches like that where we've had to run through and, and really put the effort in in a, in a high energy game the targets we've missed is the experience which we we need and desperately desperately needed yeah i was just going to throw something to the mix do you reckon that maybe 
the subs, the, the lack of subs has obviously been an issue. But do you think that maybe like bringing when Quinn went off and Benning came back on, do you think that Benning could have come on and O'Keefe could have made a difference as well, sticking him on the right? Maybe think... taking Maris off and putting Perch inside, uh, like def- right side, centre uh, def- uh, mid, uh, centre back. Well, if I'm just be... close it up, make us make us a bit wider, but a bit more solid in the middle, because it just seems that we've we've not got the legs to keep pushing out, but we sit back and we're too short. If so I'm do being... you reckon? If I'm being completely honest, I think taking Quinn off was a mistake. I thought Quinn was one of the best uh, best players on the pitch tonight for me. Um, I'd have taken Charlesley off myself and, um, and and maybe gone with Sinclair and uh, or even O'Driscoll and and shored things up you could have uh, defensively. Him a bit yeah, more. that's you, what you we should have done. Uh, the front one of the front three gone gone four four two. Yeah, and and maybe sacrifice. You know, like I say sacrifice a little bit of that forward. You've still got that attacking threat there, but. You've, you're not going full on defensive because let's think about it if you consider it the other way let's say we did do that and went ultra defensive and the same happened because then you're inviting the pressure onto you to be honest which we're saying we're doing that anyway by dropping deep but also bringing on defensive players you're going to do the same thing so the same thing could could we'll get the same result and then you're gonna you know the, there's gonna be fire shots fired from everywhere saying we went too defensive and you should be going on to finish the game off so you 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 can't really win in that situation. I think you've got to be a bit more sly in how you you, you adjust it. And I think probably what Craig's saying there, I'd, I'd certainly think that would have worked better. As as always, you know, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't, aren't you? It's, it's the same thing every single week. Um, keep your comments coming in. I will try and get to as many of them as I can. I can see they're flooding in. Uh, Callum says, as bad as it feels, at least we're used to it. Uh, Clive says, the social media is awash with mad-ass MTFC so-called fans after today's game. Our fans must be the envy of league every League Two club. Uh, Chris says, uh, do ha- uh, do how many daft this seem? I'm as gutted uh, as, ev- as everyone, uh, but this may be the kick up the backside we need. We will now go on and win a few on the trot again. Chin up, everyone. P.S. I've just smashed up my kitchen. Um... Alex says, um, you, can, you can say that, yes, the cross-come-goal was a bit of a fluke and Stone wasn't prepared for that coming goal bound. But as a keeper, you've just got to have that little bit of anticipation in case you need to adapt to something similar to Bolton's first goal. I'd be more concerned at looking at the psychological side of a team being 2-1 towards the end of the game and throwing it away again. Uh, Nathan says, we need a striker on the bench. Um, Paul says nothing on the bench to back uh, up that 11. Uh, Andy says no strength in depth on the bench. Big mistake look at letting Cook go. Nothing to turn to. Uh, Steve says strange game. Played well overall. A fluky goal. An unfortunate own goal and a wonder goal. Winning tonight did not guarantee a playoff spot uh, as losing doesn't mean we will not. We go again on Saturday. Um, Victor says uh, where where were the wingers? We need to help out when we're up against it. Um Trying to avoid like similar comments, if I'm honest. Uh, Mark says, very bloody frustrating. We shouldn't have lost that. Five points lost in the last 10 minutes of the last two games due to shocking defending. I think we need a win on Saturday and preferably next Tuesday too. Uh, Nigel says, this is a makeshift squad to see the season out. Uh, when Stephen Quinn went off, shape fell apart completely. Uh, and Wayne says, I think we're getting too carried away thinking of the playoffs in all fairness for this season. We haven't got enough strength on the bench to achieve that. But I do think with 
with a few quality signings in the summer, we will be a real force next season. And now this is where you two are going to f- throw missiles and missiles and missiles at me now because weeks, weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks ago, when I was when I was being pessimist, Craig, this situation, this scenario, is exactly what I was on about. Why? Whoa, whoa! Hold on a minute. Now we were throwing missiles at you weeks ago because she was looking at relegation. Now, yeah. yeah, because at that no, because at that particular point we were still close to the relegation zone. Mm, Fact. But we were only Fact. two points closer, so we're only two points further away now than we were then. So we're not that much. But, further, position, but, but positionally, we were a lot closer. Yeah, well, that's, that makes no difference. It's it's a points, isn't it? Not necessarily positional, really. But anyway, um, the one thing that I'm kind of. What's quite good about this podcast, lads, is, I mean, I, 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 this is the first time I didn't actually want to come on here tonight because I was thinking, I was that gutted, but thinking about it and, and trying to reflect on it, it's one game. And I know it's gutting sitting here yeah. right now, and especially, I think it feels worse because of the build-up to it. You know, we've had that absolute, uh, Bell, please. Um, <laughs> we've had that, yes, we've had him, uh, you know, building it up on the other side giving all that crap and obviously he's going away with a smiling face that he doesn't deserve that makes it more gutting but let's be honest we all we all knew and the, the comment sums it up there with the especially with the, the, the strength in depth that we've got which well we haven't got you'd, you'd argue were the playoffs really going to be that realistic obviously it's nice to be looking at that because who would have thought would have been thinking about that a couple of months ago but was it really re- that realistic no it's not completely over now but you know is it the end of the world? You know, we, it's probably a mid-table finish for us this season is superb. Now, if we can do that with, you know, uh, without having to splash all this money in January and and, and, and left, right and centre, bringing all these players, we know how tough January is. We've actually recouped money. It's not the end money. of the world, is it? No, we've actually recouped money because we've got two big wages off the yeah. book. As much uh, as we sit here and say, you know, cook up. Cook might have made a difference tonight. Maynard might have yeah, made a difference tonight. to our strength in death. Yeah, that's that's one in God knows how many. And I'd I'd rather have big money off the books and be stable mid table, like I was saying, weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks ago, and got a lot of shit for, um, than you know, than be killing it. You know, if we'd have made one or two additions in in January and got the got target A, targets A, you know, we, we might have had a bit more of a go and there might have been a bit more of a buzz, but. Do you, do you, the honest truth is, after tonight, do you know what? We're exactly the same position-wise and points-wise than what we were before the game. So actually, in one game, even though we've thrown it away, nothing has changed. The only difference is, what's been confirmed is, we can't defend. I thought we knew that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is. We just can't defend. We just need, we need to make changes. We need to be better from. We need to be more effective from set pieces. We need to be stronger from set pieces, defending set pieces, and we just need to we just need to tweak things up uh, at the back because there's too many times where we'll miss a header, we'll allow too much space, and the evidence is is there in the the goals we've conceded, not just tonight, but over the last couple of games. Defensively, we've been quite good. Yes, there's been slight lapses in concentration, but it always seems to be the issue that we can't close a game out. And that's, I don't specifically think that's down to the defenders that are on the pitch at the time. I reckon that's down to Clough and whoever else to realise that we're under the cost. We need fresh legs on. And especially as the conditions are getting heavier and heavier, I, I don't know if it was still raining at the time. 
or whatever, the pitch looked to be getting worse and worse. And you could see that we were tiring. So why didn't, yes, we would have been maybe dipping into the barrel a little bit, bringing someone like Aaron O'Driscoll on, but we've seen he could do a decent job. I think that's a bit disrespectful to O'Driscoll, to be honest. I no, think. I'm not saying that. But I, know, I know you're not. When, it, just, comes to, when yeah. it comes to like inexperienced and, and a, such a pressure situation like that, where, you, but where they've got a goal back. I have a question for you. That. I have a question for you, though, and this is this is very much, you know, you, you know you'll, you'll agree on this because it, it's true in life. How do you get experience without being given opportunity? We are in a well, fine. Exactly. We are in a fine position for me, at the moment. At, you know where we are mid-table wise. We can afford one or two games for the last ten minutes a game, 10, 15, 20 minutes a games where we need some fresh legs to be giving Tyree Sinclair a run out, to be giving Aaron O'Driscoll a run out, to you know to be you know Jason Law, Corey O'Keefe, there. James Clark, you know, there are players there who, yes, the young players, yes, they have, you know, uh, don't have league experience, but they're, they're players for a reason. They're in the squad for a reason. Utilise them. I think had we done that tonight, we might have got away. We might have snuck it. We might have won it. We might have drawn. But it's the same. It, the same goes for Sunday. The same goes for the Warsaw game. The same probably goes for maybe ten, ten or so games, Nath. You know, we talk about it all this time. Give pay, give people opportunity because otherwise, we, you know, we could put a we could put a team together of people we don't know and go. After seventy minutes, they're going to bring on Mal Benning for Stephen Quinn, and they're going to defend like this. But it just becomes too. It's not a criticism at all. It it just becomes too stagnant. We've got the opportunity to widen it up, is what I'm saying. So let's let's add a little bit of juice let's add a little bit of flavor to what we do rather than just being well, the exactly, same exactly but it, meal. It, I suppose, the problem it, is you we, get if you, we've lost tonight and you see the reaction from a lot of fans so yeah. you, you look if you're going to put yourself in in uh, the management shoes um you know or, or the club shoes and you, if some reason it seems like the pressures come back and all the expectations come back and it's i don't really know why because you know even before tonight we were still nine points off the playoffs which Nine points is still quite a decent. That's, you've got to go on some run to to try and you know to get in there. Yeah, so, we still are, by I the think way. A lot of people were getting carried away a little bit too much. So you've got that that aspect where you, you know you got some some say you know we need to be getting these results. So can you rely on young players? But if we are if we're realistic and we do settle that that we probably are just mid table this year and we haven't got enough. Uh, you know, strength and depth to, to challenge necessary for promotion, then yeah, use these players because actually putting them on the pitch and getting them an experience. Now, even today, right, you know, even considering it was a bad experience, then being on that pitch and experience that might actually make them better for next year. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's you, what matters. Do you know what? The, the, there's a small section of fans who everywhere, it's the same at every single club, no matter who you support, that, you know, when you're on a good run, are you world beaters? But as soon as you use a game, you're rubbish. It's just the emotion um, of the game. And there's still some who sort of just pick pick up that little run and think, well, you know, we've had this little run, we've had this great run, we should be up there. Well, actually, in in reality, we're, we're not quite that yet. And like you say, we need to be a little bit more accepting of what we are. And a lot of my frustration tonight doesn't come from losing a game of football. If you think it does, turn this podcast off right now and never listen to us again. Seriously. Um, no, no, don't, don't do that. And, we'll what, and 
what it comes from is the way in which we've, as a group, as a squad, have handed Bolton the keys to our house and said, do what you want, lads. That's that's what it is. It's that expression I go to, I say it every time. It's that expression. You always have that thing, don't you, when somebody comes around to your house, make yourself at home. What you don't expect is for them to knock your kitchen wall out, build a through lounge, and to them for you to have a go on your wife. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's, there's, there's limits. I was about to say, I don't mind something to knock, knock me a kitchen through and, and do a bit of work, lab, but maybe not that last bit. <laughs> well, that's it. Uh, keep your comments coming in. Uh, Clive says that safety is what mattered when Nigel Clough is appointed. It still is. The difference is we're more confident now than we were, and quite rightly so. Do we have the squad to contend for promotion? No, I don't think so. Let's for, look forward to the summer and next season. Again, that goes back to what we were saying. Give these younger players the opportunity, let them grow, and maybe they'll, they'll add something... Uh, to that mixing bowl for next season as well. Uh, Luke says, with Nathan on it being just one game, still one loss in eight, I think, uh, two in 14. Still good form and a good base for Clough to build and a long way to go, but not as far away from a good team as it might have seemed a few months ago. Uh, James says, I think we should use this season as a bedding period for Clough and for him to steady the ship after Cochrane. And let's see what he does in the summer transfer window and let's see what Clough can do next season. Um Jamie says, I think we need to win six more games and we should be okay. Uh, Roger says, I've said it before, the top teams in the league can see a game out. Stag's goal difference shows they struggle to do so. Our attack and midfield are decent, but defensive is the weak part um, of the team. It's not the end of the world. Um, Terry says, we haven't been able to keep a lead for the last couple of years. Um, Victor says, uh, Danny Rose would have made the difference today. Uh, I would have, would have kept their defence uh, um, uh, busy. Um, Craig's uh, correct says Clive we should be blooding a couple of the young players um, and Alistair uh, and Sean agrees with uh, Clive uh, Alistair says uh, this has been our Achilles heel last season just not strong enough defensively Clough did say when he came in it wasn't going to be a quick fix and it will take time we'll be okay this se season a mid table finish will do um, Jamie says there must be a reason why Clough isn't doing it read the subs uh, and a mid-table finish would be great. Uh, Clive says, given the circumstances, mid-table is perfectly acceptable. Um, Craig says, only just joined. The last 10 minutes was an utter car crash. Joys of Mansfield Town roll on Saturday. Um, Andy says, thought we were the better side for the majority of the game. The capitulation issue has been there all season. First seen at Orient. Uh, we will take uh, the summer uh, and uh, a dominance experience centre-half is much needed. Um... Simon says, uh, never put snide remarks about the opposition when we were 2-0 and all about 10 minutes left to play because it's always going to come back to bite you on the backside. Uh, Roger says, we're all gutted. Uh, people have to accept these things happen. It is uh, football. Um, Beck says, think what's hurting the most for me is it's the stag Spirak connection and the horrible will be leaving smug. Uh, yeah, keep your comments in, coming in. Start getting your comments in now for something a bit positive. Let's end on something positive. Uh, get your comments in for Man of the Match. Uh, we'll None also... of them. What? None of them. Uh, oh dear, How I mean... can we pick someone tonight? Well, I, I think there's I've, a few contenders. Yeah, I've, honest, I've got four. I've got at least remember, four. Forget a, Well, I know it's not, not easy, but forget about the last 15 minutes. Up to that, I still think for the first 75, we were the better team. Yeah, oh, I'm, we, still, I'm gonna, and Bolton, I'm gonna stick by that. There's Some no getting away disagree. that Bolton have had a massive element of luck, and all they've done is they've utilised what's available to them, i.e., subs, and taken yeah. advantage of it, and taken advantage of us so, yeah, being tired. 
That's all. But up to that point, I thought we were the best. I know they they hit the post a couple of times, but we had we had a couple cleared off the line. We went close with a few. It was it was even in the amounts of chance, but I still thought we we moved the ball better than them for for for, mo- for the majority of the game. They had spells, yeah, which they are gonna. But we don't concede. I still think that- up to seventy five minutes, we were the better team, and I'm gonna stick by it. We don't concede that fluke goal, which the goalkeeper could do sod all about. We don't lose that game. It's as simple as that. It is as simple Clough, as that. I've just been flicking through Twitter and Clough said uh, in his post-match saying that it was unbelievably unlucky. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And now that Nigel and now that Nigel Clough has said that, Cam, would you like to send me a written apology? No. <laughs> Kick him out again. No, I, right. I think we were. I think we were unlucky, but I, just judgment is errors from from management and players for that one. Write it off as a bad result, as, as frustrating as it is, and, and we go again Saturday, I suppose. Yeah, top of league, come on. Yeah, <laughs> you only play it in top of league, it's fine. <laughs> right then, uh, uh, in terms of uh, man of the match votes, uh, get them coming in now, keep them uh, rolling in. Let's. We have spent the last half an hour, Naif, in a completely negative vibe. Let's just turn it positive for a second, because like you said, for 75 minutes of that game we were the better side we played some good stuff especially the second half and two very well taken goals ollie clark uh, that comes from excellent work from jordan barry through the middle uh, and then again jamie reed's uh, finished for two nil again great work through the middle initially charging i think it might have been maris who got the assist uh, lovely little finish from from reed um you know two very well taken goals a good press that's that's Take that out of the game. Let's let's take that away from the game and and, and focus on that. Yeah, that, that that was set up to up to that point. There was a lot of positives. We had a lot of other chances created as well, more so than than previous previous games. You know, we we said in the pre-match podcast that you know I think with the conditions we were expecting a bit more of an entertaining game. And even though it was nil nil at half time, it was more entertaining. It was. Yes, yeah. they had their chances, but they have got some quality in their in their team. So let's let's not forget that as much as we don't like them at the moment. Um, you know, but saying that we we play equally played our part in in that entertaining factor. We we created chances, uh, we had a few close calls, and it was nice to see we were playing a bit more of that fluid football that we've started to see under under Coops and under under Clough. You know, we, we'd lost it a little bit over previous games. Again, you could put it largely down to one, you know, the lethargicness of coming out of not playing many games and the conditions playing a part. But we had some of that back today, and still remember, you know, we, this is only our third game back after a long time out. So, mm. you know, it's a third, a first proper game on a decent pitch. So it's going to take time to for all that to gel. But yeah, you already saw it coming to to, to play tonight. So, um, you know, there are, I for me, still, I think there's more positives to take out of today uh, than negatives of this afternoon than than well then there was positives out of Warsaw and Colchester. Yeah. And we got draws out of those. As daft as, as crazy yeah. as that sounds, that's, no, you, that, you know, that's how I feel. You're right. Uh, Cam, uh, I've got four contenders for a man of the match. You said none of them. Um, do you have any contenders or are we just discounting really? you from this discussion? Realistically, I think I could pick two. Go on then. Use your two names. Uh, Stephen Quinn and oh, Jamie Reid. Nathan, any advances on Quinn and Reed? Yes, I have got four. Go for and it. It's none of those, actually. <laughs> as crazy as it sounds. Um, I'm going to go with uh, my four, Stephen McLaughlin, which is interesting because I said he should have been sub before the match. So um, I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to eat my words with that one. Stephen McLaughlin, 
George, George Maris, Jordan Barry, and Ollie Clark. My four are Stephen Quinn, who I thought was uh, excellent today. I think that's his, his best performance so far. Uh, Ollie Clark took his goal really well, drove uh, the team well. Good captain's performance from him. Uh, and George, George Maris, so the midfield three, thought Maris was excellent, sort of sweeping up uh, in behind Clark and uh, Clark and Quinn for a while. Uh, did really, really well in there. Um, good energy from him tonight. And then the other one, you know, I will get shot down for it. You, you know who it's going to be. Um, but first half, I'd, I'd li- like to see the one where Afalayan hits the, the post. I'd like to see if he got a glove on that. And then second half, he makes a tremendous, tremendous save um, with his legs, sprawling his body across, getting from near post to far post in the blink of an eye. So I am going to give an honourable mention to Aidan Stone. However, my vote uh, is going to be, to officially start the voting process, Cam Felton, is going to be Stephen Quinn. Nathan, your official vote. My official vote is for George Maris. And Cam? Uh, I'm going to go with... um... Jamie Reed. Let's go to the votes from the uh, the beautiful, beautiful people in the comments. Uh, Roger says Ollie Clark. Jamie, Ollie Clark. Uh, uh, Mark says Clark. Uh, Beck says Ollie Clark hands down the best player on the pitch. Literally could walk straight into uh, any team uh, that he, uh, that he, if he plays like that, any game. Uh, Terry says Jamie Reed. Chris says Ollie Clark. Uh, Clive, Ollie Clark just ahead of Jamie Reed. Um, any more coming in? Let's have a little look. Um, uh, Kathy says uh, Ollie. Uh, Wayne says Ollie Clark, Jamie Reed, or Quinn for man of the match. But it's got to be Quinn. And the final vote is uh, Ollie Clark. It could be a tight one tonight. That's it. The vote, the comment votes are closed. Time for some mathematics for Cam Felton uh, and uh, the dramatic music yet again before. We say goodbye to uh, Cam and Nathan after that, and I will stick around to play you an exclusive clip from our upcoming Stag Stories with Neil Bishop. But more on that in a second. First, though, it's time to face the Man of the Match vote. So, Mansfield Town lose 3-2 at home to Bolton Wanderers, but who will be voted as Mansfield Matters' coveted Man of the Match? Will it be the captain, Ollie Clark, who scored the opening goal of the game? Will it be the on-loan midfielder, Stephen Quinn? Or will it be Craig's outside choice of Aidan Stone? The comments suggest it'll be Quinn or Clark. Cam has got his abacus. He's taken his shoes and socks off. He can't count past ten. This American accent is utterly woeful. A little bit like our defensive performance. To be honest, it's hurting my throat. So I'm going to drop it. Who is going to win tonight's Mansfield Matters Man of the Match? Is it going to be Ollie Clark? Is it going to be Stephen Quinn? Let's find out. Tonight's man of the match is Captain Ollie Clark. Oh, but it was close run though tonight, yeah? Uh, no, Clark, quite quite comfortably. Oh dear. <laughs> uh, right, that's uh, that's it for to the the 
talk about the game. I want to talk to you two very, very briefly. Obviously, in the coming weeks, we're going to have a, a separate episode coming out, uh, something a little bit different. For those of you who followed it for us for a long time, you will know that occasionally we do these episodes with ex-players called Stag Stories. Um, uh, for those of you who are new to us, basically it's where we sit down. Uh, we used to do it in the Capo Lounge. We did it for charity ages and ages ago. Uh, we sit down now virtually with uh, players who recall their stories uh, from their time at Mansfield Town. We, re- real, uh, we re- released who it was the other day, Nathan. It's Neil Bishop, uh, and it was a very, very insightful interview as well, wasn't it? It was indeed. Uh, it's actually probably my most favourite. Um, I'm not sure if it's because it's obviously the most recent one we've, we've done, as in one of the most recent players. Uh, you know, before we've been going back to the, the conference era, uh, or or, 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 an old, or even earlier, you know, Ian Bolden, Mickey Bolden, you know, that era as well. So I think, I think it's to... the first guest we've had that Cam can actually remember. Yeah, one well, that is old enough to uh, to remember. Yeah, so it's amazing. You're both but, um, hilarious. <laughs> but no, he, he had some really good good stories, and I think he was quite um, quite happy to to share a you know a, a real good insight and an honest insight to what it was like in two very different seasons for us. One a very good season ish, and one very very bad season. So you know, I think it's certainly worth. Uh, worth a listen and worth a watch for, for everyone out there. Yeah, definitely. Cam, you know, he was very open and honest, as, as Nate says, none more so uh, than talking about the transition between David Flitcroft and John Dempster. And you know what? We were saying on that on the podcast throughout that season with Dempster in charge that it was like having a, a primary school teacher teach, you know, A-levels or whatever. And Neil Bishop went, you're right. Yeah, very open and honest. And... I mean, that's what we like to hear because it, it, I mean, it gives us great content for one, and it, it's it's the questions that that people want to know what what really happened uh, in the dressing rooms after the the, the MK Dons game, after the Newport uh, game. How how did the dressing room deal with the transition, and and what sort of things happened um, when when Dempster first came in? Because there's some very interesting stories to say the least, and it, it's definitely going to be worth the hour and 45 minutes however long it is it's a it's a feature it's nearly length. it's re- it really is feature length i haven't decided whether we're going to split it yet the whole thing the whole record is one hour 48 minutes lots it's one hour lots of, 48 minutes of great content it, it is great it, content do you know what I it could have been interesting i don't know if you felt like guys but i actually felt he was sort of quite annoyed about quite a lot of things as well oh yeah very much so <laughs> yeah really frustrated didn't he yeah absolutely um so yeah stay tuned uh, for that at this point we are going to say goodbye to nathan and cam because i'm going to play the video and because of the way we've got it set up here they won't be able to hear it they don't need to hear it they were there um so we're going to let them go <laughs> off uh, and, and find a corner to cry in um something to shout at who knows uh, but this ladies and gentlemen uh, is uh, a uh, sneak preview of uh, our stag stories with neil bishop where bish uh, speaks openly and honestly about uh, john dempster uh, and his tenure in charge of the stags sit back and enjoy and i'll see you at the end of that he was putting his toes about well i know he didn't expect it obviously at the end of the season you're going seems every season however it ends everyone's got their individual meetings and you're expected that to be with David Flickcroft and like I say without saying names obviously discussions with him towards the end of the season he, he'd already got his recruitment strategy in place you know you know, uh, and then the agents ring you because obviously you've been around the uh, base what's it like down there because was it, uh, you're going, we're going to he's just if you go up 
um, he's coming in, this lad's coming in, and you thought, oh, you, you know, well, without wanting to depress anyone even more, I think if we got the league one, I think we would have had a right go because the the name, the, the people we had lined up were to come in were fantastic and they would have kicked us on. Um, obviously, that all goes out the window, and I remember going in to see to see John, not, not only seeing him around the ground, you know, obviously, you see him, well, twice a week and it's just to say hi yeah you're all right you always seemed like i didn't know anything about him as a player only what i've been told um and i don't think he expected the job because obviously you go in the meeting uh, sat and have a quick chat with him he said obviously i want you to have some watch of this season i want you to be part of my plans next season and then he, he basically obviously he was he was a bit taken aback he didn't expect it like he said but he said well i'm going to take it hopefully take advantage of it i've been given this opportunity he didn't have an idea i think this again he was on the back foot really he didn't have an idea about recruitment who he wanted to bring in which i suppose he wouldn't you know there's no criticism there it's just it's just a fact and i don't think he'd been um you know he, he wasn't looked at he was more more in the academy at that point maybe first team players and what who was good and who's had good seasons at other clubs around the mansfield maybe he didn't have that knowledge maybe that's where you know, the, the infrastructure, the staff, there was no head of recruitment, he'd gone as well. Maybe that wasn't there and, and, and these things played against him a little bit. Yeah, I think we felt that a little bit, Cam, as well, didn't we? Because we said we said at the time, without wanting to be disrespectful, because we'll always thank John for what he did as a player. And when you actually look at the comparison between Dempster and then Coughlin, actually Dempster was probably the better manager in the end. Um, but, you know, we would like to see him have another shot at, at some point. But like I was saying, Cam, at the time, without being disrespectful, we did say that it felt a little bit like, you know, a nursery teacher or a primary school teacher going in to try and teach, you know, last year's sixth form. Yeah, I, I think that was uh, clear to see. And I think it was absolutely evident. Uh, Newport away, first game. Who else would it be other than Newport first Bloody game? Bloody had to be, didn't it? 2-0 um, down at half-time. It, it looked like, it just looked lost and I think it hadn't it have been for Lee Glover then I think that maybe we'd have probably lost that game it just seemed that as a fan that's the way it came across that Glover was running the shot and it was very much Jemster took credit for it I don't know if that's how true that is but as a fan this is something that I think we mentioned in the past where Dempster's got the experience and he knows what he's doing but I don't think he quite had Maybe the respect to the dressing room being such an inexperienced manager. What's your take on that, Bish? Yeah, um, I think there's a touch of, touch of um, reality in that. Um, look, we, again, we went to Portugal pre-season. I didn't think pre-season was tough enough at all. Um, I think I think John coming in again. This, this is just personal. I think um, a great bloke, really, really nice bloke, top top man, decent man. Um, I just think he wanted to come in and, and get the players on side, get the squad on side, not by being be firm and and aggressive and, and in the face. He wanted to be softly, softly, you know, wanted to be more matey than a manager. Where I believe that group, I, I believe that's where Flickoff got it right. The majority of that group did need people on them all the time, on the time. Come on, you, need the, you know, in the faces, that style of management. And everyone was different. It might have worked with a different group, but in that group, I felt that the group needed to be kept on the toes all the time. We went to Portugal. There was a few little discipline issues with one or two. Um, and then you're looking at the manager to see what he's going to do and basically did nothing. And, you know, for someone like me, I've just felt, oh, 
you know, hang on a minute. You know, you know when you, there's chances for people to come in and make a real statement, say, right, we're not tolerating that. This is this is this is like a line in the sand. Anyone that you're out, it, it just didn't happen. And then little things. And then I think, like I said, the, the nature of some of the group, I think they took advantage of that. And it was just for me, it wasn't professional enough. It wasn't it, 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 training wasn't hard enough. Um, again, these these are just my personal feelings. I didn't feel like we were in, in any stage of that season going in the right direction to have a to have a shot of doing what we should have done the season before. Um, for what and there was, like I said, multiple multiple reasons. But there are things where you think a manager can make his mark, and it, it, it just didn't happen. And I, you know, when obviously there's, there's me, I'm not certainly not the greatest footballer ever. But I always my own philosophy was right. If I do everything right, Jim do this, do the extras, do that. It gives me the best shot of doing, of being performing well on the pitch. Sometimes it works, sometimes it didn't. I didn't see that with, with, with I didn't see the manager was, you know, really backing that up with, with the way he was handling the group. Um, so I, I admit, I, I did, I lost a bit of heart and the, and the longer it goes on, the more you see people maybe not doing what they should be doing, but then still playing on a Saturday and still that. You know, there's lads in that group, great lads, great professionals, lads still like, you know, the likes of Ryan Sweeney, like the days off, we'd all be in the gym and, and extras. and and But I just think the majority of the group just thought they could get away with a lot more than they could under Flickcroft and certainly took yeah. advantage of it. And you can hear more from that Stag Stories with Neil Bishop in the coming weeks. Make sure you stay tuned to our Facebook page for, for that. More details coming very, very, very soon, along with some more teaser clips as well. Uh, my thanks tonight to Cam Felsen and to Nathan Edge for getting involved, as always, and having their say on tonight's 3-2 uh, defeat at home to Bolton. The first defeat in the calendar year. Uh, a little blip on uh, the recent run of form. One game doesn't change an entire season, but there'll be certainly things which Nigel Clough wants to work on and will have questions about. The opportunity to put those right and answer those questions comes on Saturday when Cambridge United, the league leaders, come to the One Course Stadium. Make sure you join us for that from 1.50 on our Facebook page and of course 15 minutes after the full-time whistle here on the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because no matter the results, no matter how the, the boys perform, Mansfield will always matter. Good night, enjoy the rest of your week. expressed in this broadcast are solely those of the individual. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.